Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another podcast episode of Mysterious Headlines. I apologize for my voice today as I'm just getting over being sick, but I wanted to record a podcast episode continuing this conversation about Michael Vaughn. I have uploaded several podcast episodes regarding Michael Vaughn. If you are new here, I highly encourage you to go listen to those podcast episodes before jumping over to this podcast episode, as it'll give you some contact, context and background information regarding the disappearance of five-year-old Michael Vaughn. Now, some time has passed since I have uploaded my last podcast episode, and every day that goes by where Michael Vaughn is still missing, my heart breaks just a little bit more. It truly breaks just a little bit more because I know that this boy is still missing. And we are com- coming up here in about two months. We will approach the one year anniversary of him going missing. <clears throat> And I can't even believe that he will have been missing for a year. A whole entire year. And when I think about this case, I think about the evolution of this case from beginning to end. How at the beginning, you know, the police came out, they, you know, they did some questioning, they brought out search dogs. It was a a missing child, so immediately they, they dove in and did what they knew how to do at the beginning. Although they did not issue an Amber Alert, which has been a par a problem with this case from the beginning. is people believing that he deserved an Amber Alert because he was a missing child. And the police saying, well, we thought from the beginning it was an abduction. And that just, that just confuses me because even if you thought it was an abduction, you would put out the Amber Alert So it's bizarre to me that Michael never got an Amber Alert. Now getting an Amber Alert now would not really help. Amber Alerts help in the moment. That's what Amber Alerts are good for. Being released in the moment when the information is found out. I got an Amber Alert the other day on my phone. It popped up in the middle of the afternoon. I looked at the Amber Alert. I read the information. About three hours later, when I was watching the local news, they said the Amber Alert's been canceled. They have been found. That's how Amber Alerts work. They go out quickly and fast in the moment when they have the information. And then people are able to find them. And it is solved and closed. So not issuing an Amber Alert in that moment was a major disservice to Michael. And some people want to talk about 
Amber Alert reform right now. And I do think it's important that we talk about Amber Alert reform because we certainly need Amber Alert reform because in the cases that I've looked at, I've noticed that it doesn't seem to be consistent across the board. There are some police departments that will, that will issue Amber Alerts, others that will not. And there's, there's not one national standard for issuing Amber Alerts. And so I think there's definitely work that needs to be done there. And I think that's important. But I don't think that that work should be done in place of some of these, you know, these missing kids. Because we can say, yes, we need Amber Alert reform. And we need to focus on that. But we also have Michael Vaughn, a missing boy out of Idaho. And I feel like right now, the task at hand needs to be finding Michael and finding resolution for this case. And then afterwards using his case as fuel for Amber Alert reform. Now, I'm not saying you can't necessarily do both at the same time, but it can be very hard to do both at the same time. And I feel like if you put Amber Alert reform ahead of actually finding and solving a case, then that's a disservice to Michael. Because Amber Alert reform can potentially help the next child, but it's not going to help Michael in this moment, and Michael is still actively missing. And, you know, we know that at the beginning there was attention, media attention, covering his case right after he went missing. And then there was some searches in the fall. And then everything fizzled out from there. There has been no media coverage. There has been no searches. And all has been quiet in Fruitland, Idaho. And... Again, my heart breaks. Where is the justice for Michael? And what makes it even more upsetting for me is where is the justice for Michael coming from the people in Fruitland, Idaho and coming from his family? Where is that justice? Because the only justice that I see, the only people that I see demanding justice for him are people that don't even live anywhere near Fruitland, Idaho. And his family and people that do live in Fruitland, Idaho, all I hear and see them saying is, stop spreading misinformation. Stop exploiting Michael. We don't want you to come search. This land has already all been searched. That's not justice for Michael. That is not justice for Michael. That is using your voice. To point fingers at other people. How is that using your voice wisely? It's not. And when you point a finger at someone, there's always four fingers pointing back at you. 
And there are specific people doing this, and I'm not going to name names because that's not who I am. But I'm just going to say there, there are there's a group of people in the Fruitland, Idaho area, close to the family, that is using their voice for that. To point fingers at other people, to blame other people, to yell at other people. And that's not justice for Michael. It's not. And so as we sit here approaching the one-year anniversary of Michael still missing, I ask myself, how did we get here? How did we get to this point where this little boy is still missing a year later? And there is still very little information about what has truly happened. We still have yet to get a consistent straight answer from mom. Her story has changed a thousand times. So how could we how can we trust what she's saying when it keeps changing? We still have yet to get dad, Tyler, to sit down for an interview, and he was the one home that day. He would be the one to know the exact details of that day, and yet he has not even sat down for an interview yet. A very basic thing to sit down with a news reporter and say, hey, here's my recount of the day. But no, we, we have still yet for that to happen. And that is why we are here almost a year later with Michael still missing. These people being enabled. There's not enough pressure put on the family. There's not enough pressure put on people in the Fruitland community. There's not enough pressure put on the media. And I'm over here with my stomach in knots and my heart in pieces because this little boy is still missing. And that's truly what needs to happen here is pressure needs to be put on all of these people, on the family, on the Fruitland community, on the media. We need pressure. I've always loved the saying, pressure bursts pipes. And it is so true. If you think about, you know, your plumbing system, the more pressure you have that builds up, the more it's going to burst those pipes and water's going to shoot out. And that's so true in this scenario and in other scenarios. The more pressure you put on people, the more it's going to cause something to happen. And so that's what I'm trying to do, along with some other people, is putting pressure on the media. Hey, Michael Vaughn is still missing. It's almost been a year later. 
And we're hoping that by putting pressure on the media, hopefully we can get these pipes to burst. And we can get some action going. Because Michael demands justice. Michael deserves justice. Michael deserves a childhood just like every child out there. He deserves to have birthday parties and sleepovers and go to school. He has not had that opportunity. And that is a shame. And if his own family and his own community is not going to be doing this, then I will. I will. Because Michael Vaughn is an innocent child that deserves the world. And we need answers. We need answers. It just doesn't seem right that his family could be sitting there going through life ho-hum, lackadaisical when their child is still missing seemingly without a care in the world and then there are concerned citizens that are putting in hours of work to try and bring Michael home it just does not seem right And it never will be right. And I think that alone gives you so much information. When a community of strangers is willing to do more for your missing child than you are, that tells you a lot. I pray that we will be able to find answers here. I pray that we will be able to get these pipes bursted and get some things moving. I pray that that family would have it in their heart to speak the truth, to tell law enforcement once and for all what has happened, where Michael is, so that he can get the justice he deserves. I pray that each of you listening to this podcast would have the heart to take a minute to think about Michael, this little boy that deserves life. I pray that we get answers soon. Michael, we love you. You didn't deserve any of this. I'm sorry that this has happened to you. I'm sorry that the people of Fruitland and that your family are not screaming as loudly as we are. But there are people out here that love you. Thousands of strangers that love you. That want answers and want you home. 
and we will never give up on you. We will never forget about you. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. Thank you for sharing Michael's missing person poster on all your social media platforms. You can always follow me on Instagram at mysheadlinespod. That is where you can find all the missing person posters, including Michael's. You can also follow me on Twitter at mysheadlines, where I share lots of information regarding Michael Vaughn. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you again soon.